When I originally started this podcast, it was to talk about divorce and what I was going through and just have an outlet for that and sharing some of the stuff. And that was my season one and I wasn't super proud of it, so I deleted it off the feed. And I don't know that I should have because as a friend pointed out, it was kind of raw and that was sort of the point was to uh, <laughs> share what was going, what I was going through. But I didn't do a good job and I needed to do things differently. And I continue to try to sprinkle in the differences between the two houses and moments that pop up between the differences and what our child has to go through jumping back and forth. And a lot of it tends to be frustrations at the differences and having zero connection as far as the ideas of how to raise this person, which I think makes it even harder for them. So I also wondered kind of like when I would run out of material and like at some point I would just kind of get to a repeating point, even though I sometimes ramble and repeat within the episode. But that's not ever going to happen because every day something different happens. Every day becomes a new moment, lesson, uh, stumble, joy, whatever it is, it just doesn't end. And sometimes even if the same situation or reaction or moment happens it's in a different way it's another way to talk about it it's another way to process it it's another thing to try to remember to repeat or or another thing to try to remember not to repeat or to use it to improve and i say all of that because i was we were going we were coming back from taekwondo which is something they've been enjoying and doing for a few months now and it's it's the differences between the parenting and the the connections that are happening as they get older and we were driving back from taekwondo to come home and we were talking and saying like how great this was and they were sharing things and I was sharing things and I noticed and this is a point of frustration that they knew the difference between left and right at two years old it was something that people are like how does you know how do they know they're left from their right at two years old and it was because I worked with them and I every time I put on a shoe it was oh this is the left foot this is the right foot when I would put their jacket on them it was here goes in your left arm and it was just one of those things that I always did and always repeated and they picked up on it and so they knew when this arm went out it was the left arm and even if they didn't fully grasp what it meant or was which I don't know that they did or did not but even if they didn't there was the the basis for an understanding of something about this is left and something about this is right and so it's (laughs) It's been a frustration of the things that are falling off that I don't believe should be falling off even as they grow and change and get older. And one of those things, which is mind-numbingly frustrating to try to understand, is they've forgotten their left from their right. And it's not something they can just immediately do, which I fail to understand on so many levels. And 
it's one of those things you don't really point out because, or at least I don't, because it, it's like, how, how do you point out to your kid that something they knew at two, they don't know at nearly 10. And so I was telling them on the ride back, and this is all leading somewhere, uh, from the class that that was something we needed to work on because there's all this talk about, you know, working with your nunchucks and getting your position right and, you know, practice your kicks and, you know, all the things that are fundamentals and that they're learning in the class. And I said something we need to work on are some fundamentals. And one of those is figuring out your left from your right, because right now it's throwing them off and they almost I would say 60, 70% of the time, they're putting the wrong leg out, the wrong arm out, they're doing the wrong punch, well, the wrong <laughs> direction of the punch, and it's constantly being corrected. And they're doing really well, it's just almost literally the left and the right. And as I was saying that, they started escalating and getting upset and started doing their habits of how to basically say F you to me and without saying that. But uh, anyway, so it was just escalating. And then I was escalating, not like in a loud voice or anything. It was just in my head about there's her mom can say or do these things and they resonate differently. And again, I won't go into all the theories and stuff about why that is. But with me, those things are having less and less of an impact where it's even just trying to say like, hey, we need to work on this because it's throwing you off. And that's got to be a frustrating kind of embarrassing thing to not know your left from your right at nearly 10. But it just didn't go over well. So in my head, it became not about us, not about this moment, not about, okay, you're not ready to hear it. It became about all the stuff with her mom. And again, all the things that I believe are happening over there, all the reasons I think this happened this way. And so we pull into our parking space and I'm just like, all right, well, I just won't help you with Taekwondo anymore. And like got out of the car, shut the door and walked away. And it was such a sad, heartbreaking moment for me because it had nothing to do with her and I. It had nothing to do with like, I need to reapproach this later or maybe, you know, while she's excited. I was, what I should have done is assessed a better time to talk about it or just back off and let it go. And I let this outside force from this person negatively impact a moment with with my kid. And it was very frustrating and heartbreaking. This is what I kind of mean by like, none of this is ever gonna end because there's always gonna be these outside factors that we need to be aware of that are creating a situation or a moment that we need to learn from and handle better. And maybe we do get to that point, but then there's going to be something else. There's going to be a reaction that it's almost like let's practice with these little moments or these moments of frustration because there's going to be, it's not going to end. Even if it wasn't this other person doing literally everything different than me just because, it's going to be the things that they are going through as they grow and get older and their brains are changing and all the stuff I try to talk about too of being aware of these things so you don't negatively react negatively react to a person who's just growing and learning and figuring themselves out and that it doesn't become a oh I just assume this is from this other person and so I want to continue 
to grow and learn, but I also share this because if you're having a frustrating moment for anything else, whether it's a different in the parenting, if it's an argument with your boss, if it's a bad day at work, if it's a frustration about something to do with taking care of your kid, or like that happens to me all the time with a other parent who apparently gets to work from home and kind of do whatever they want, and I don't. So my time is monumentally lessened just being around or having an atmosphere with my child by eight times five. Like that's just hours lost, 40 hours just gone. And that doesn't include, you know, drive time and all that other stuff or when they're in class and all of these things. So I'm losing out of my 50% of the time with them. I'm losing 50 hours a week that are being gained by somebody else having this influence and stuff. And again, shouldn't be a bad thing, but I kind of believe it is. And I'm seeing the effects of that. And so it's vitally important to be able to be a not a frustrated person or not letting this other person continue to have a negative influence on my time with them, with my kid, and not let those things, even though I don't agree with them, even though I'm seeing things that I don't agree with and my child, to to approach it from a better way. And so that's kind of the share is when you look at it from that aspect, when you change the viewpoint to try to understand like what am I getting with my kid? What what am I doing with these small fractions of time that I get with them? And if I process it that way, or if you process it that way and you're having these moments, it's a great way to kind of approach it from a different angle because out of the two to three hours I get with them after I pick them up, and again, that doesn't include classes and all this stuff, so I'm not even really getting that. It sometimes breaks down to an hour, an hour and a half between getting done with class and going to bed, and that's a whole other side thing too. But it's I don't want that time to have the weight or the negative impact of this other person. And when I thought of it that way, I was like, oh yeah, you not only did you have a crappy, embarrassing moment, but also it wasted minutes with my child. So what are you doing with that time? How are you processing that time? Are you spending it arguing or getting upset or creating a distance or a barrier? Are you maximizing that time and making it better and more productive and creating a kind, productive atmosphere of connecting and bonding in those moments because they're going to get fewer and fewer as they continue to you know start having friends differently finding people that special person they want to hang out with more their activities become more and all of these things are going to add up and all of them are going to add up to less time with your kid and if you're spending it not kindly and well then it's like what 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 thing did I get out of trying to create a moment of being a quote unquote parent and trying to teach them and learn from them that didn't do anything other than something not great. And if I'm going to have that time, it should be with kindness, respect and connection that ultimately either they're going to figure out their left from their right because they're going to have no choice in Taekwondo or they're not and it's it's like arguing with them is not going to fix the problem so 
that was my embarrassing parental moment that should have been handled better and differently and trying to take away the learn from that. And when I thought of it, it created a moment to think about all of the things I just shared to be like, oh, so one embarrassing moment helped to figure out what I was really trying to accomplish and what I'm getting out of it and how I can do it and handle it better. So if you run into any of those moments where you wish you had done it better or handled it better, then think about doing it better. There's nothing wrong with mistakes, but it's the learning from them that we need to do. And next time, if I remember, I'm going to talk about uh, another topic having to do with values. I just want to say, like, what values, as leading into what I just said, what values are you teaching your kid if you're not being present and kind and what do you want to have a back and forth about whatever it is you think they should know or learn or do you want to teach them that ultimately kindness and respect and patience are what you want to teach them and i think that breaks down to those values that you want to display and show your kid and while picking and choosing these moments in these i don't want to say battles but these back and forth or whatever that what are you trying to get out of it that they need to listen to you, they need to understand that you're just trying to help them or take a step back and say, these are the core values, which again, we'll play into the next episode, but these are the core values and that's what's the most important at the end of the day. So that's all I have to say right now. Thank you very much for listening to A Better Father. Goodbye.